1: One thing that's observed as characteristic of fishermen is they're busy. They are not lazy people. They're either getting ready to fish, they're fishing, or they're cleaning the nets. Also fishermen have to be courageous and they also have to be patient because they can be out there for hours and not catch any fish. They are also teachable. Have you ever watched fishermen in conversations with other fishermen? They are listening for any cue that'll help them catch the fish. They're teachable, and we need to be teachable.
0: Welcome to the Monday edition of Study Verse by Verse from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno with our teacher pastor, Leighton Sheely. He's in the book of Matthew and wrapping up a message today, starting us off in the fourth chapter, the 17th verse.
1: I want you to notice the words I will make in the statement that Jesus says. He said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. It's Jesus that is the empowering agent. It's our job to follow him. And if we follow him, he will make us fishers of men. A fishing for men is only one of many pictures the scripture has about evangelism. There are others like workers in the harvest field and so forth. But since the men he was speaking to this day were fishermen... It's logical that he would use a picture that would help them connect the dots. Verse 23, and he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those uh, oppressed by demons, those having seizure and paralytics, and he healed them. So what the passage tells us is that when Jesus came to a town, he first went to the synagogue. What is a synagogue? Well, during the exile, when the Jewish people were uh, dispersed, they couldn't get to the temple in Jerusalem to worship. And so they would create places of worship in the towns where they were. But those places of worship quickly became teaching institutions. They were the religious institutions or universities of their day. And so if you were going to teach something religious, you you would go to the synagogue. Jesus began his teaching in the synagogues of the cities that he would visit. And notice he says, as Jesus traveled throughout Galilee, he was teaching, he was preaching or proclaiming, and he was healing. These describe three major categories of ministry that Jesus was doing as he went from town to town throughout Galilee. And the fact that he was teaching indicates that Jesus had a concern for the health of a person's mind. The fact that he was preaching shows his concern for the health of the heart and soul. And the fact that he was healing shows Jesus' concern for the body. Mind, soul, body. Some people think that Jesus is only interested in healing the spiritual aspect. Not according to Scripture. He wants us to be completely whole. Mind, soul, and body. And the healings show that Jesus had compassion on those who were suffering and revealed that the kingdom had indeed arrived in power. It says that he healed all manner of sickness, all manner of disease. What it's saying is, is there was nothing too hard for Jesus to heal. There was nothing too difficult for him to heal. Now, Scripture tells us that sickness in its various forms, is the product of living in a fallen world. Isaiah 11, Isaiah 35 tell us that when the Messiah would come, such grief would end. So the arrival of the kingdom of the Messiah, the kingdom of Christ, confirmed Jesus' power over sickness and all realms of the human experience, spiritual, physical, and emotional. Now the implication here is that Jesus didn't heal people by the dozens. Or by the hundreds, but by the thousands. Now I think we all know that enemies will use anything they can to discredit. And one of the reasons the enemies of Jesus never questioned the, mater- the miracles is because there was too many examples of them walking around. There was just way too much evidence that Jesus had indeed healed many, many people. Verse 25. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis and from Jerusalem and Judea and from beyond the Jordan. So the result of these many miracles was fame for Jesus. People were following him. Remember that most people traveled by foot in that day. And and what it's describing here is an area that's expansive. People would walk for days in order to hear Jesus, in order to be healed by him or bring someone they loved to be healed by them. And and there's an interesting word or or, or name that's included in this list, and and, and the name is Decapolis. The Decapolis means ten cities. And these ten cities were built by the followers of Alexander the Great and inhabited by Gentiles. So what the author is telling us is that even this early in Jesus' ministry, he is appealing to Gentiles who are coming... To see him and hear him because they can find what he has to offer no place else. Now, there's something else for us to um, be, be alert to as we're studying through the scriptures. And that is that when we hear the word follow, we might immediately assume discipleship. But actually, uh, follow is used in two senses, at least in, in the scriptures. There's the sense in terms it's used metaphorically to speak of a disciple of Jesus But it's also used literally or spatially to describe following Jesus. So, for instance, if Jesus went here, so-and-so followed Jesus. And then when Jesus went there, so-and-so followed, literally, Jesus. And so we understand the difference uh, in the meanings based on the context. In fact, in the next chapter as we go into the Sermon on the Mount, it distinguishes those who follow Jesus from his disciples. Now... Jesus chose at least four fishermen and possibly as many as seven among the twelve to be his disciples. Now, why would Jesus choose so many fishermen? You know, scholars have had 2,000 years to ponder that question. And I'd like to share with you uh, some of the insights that I found in preparing for our time together today. These are characteristics of fishermen. As to maybe these were some of the reasons why Jesus chose so many fishermen. One thing that's observed as characteristic of fishermen is they're busy. They are not lazy people. They're either getting ready to fish, they're fishing, or they're cleaning the nets. And these are people that are not afraid to work and work hard. When you think about fishing in that time, they didn't have motors in their boats. And they didn't have power winches on the nets It was hard, hard work. And they didn't have air conditioning in those boats either. It was hard work. These were people that were willing to work. They're not lazy. Also, fishermen have to be courageous and patient, and particularly courageous when fishing in the Lake of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee. We would call it a lake because of its size, the Sea of Galilee. And the reason for that is it lies about 680 feet below sea level, and there are steep Hills that come down, and you can be out in the middle of the lake, and everything is calm and still and beautiful. And a few minutes later, there's a huge and horrific storm that takes place. In fact, there's some examples of that found in scripture. So, it takes a great deal of courage for a fisherman to get up every morning or every evening, whatever it is, and get out on that lake day after day to go fishing. So, they have to be courageous, and they also have to be patient because they can be out there for hours. Or even days, and not catch any fish. So fishermen are by nature courageous and patient. They are also teachable. Have you ever watched fishermen in conversations with other fishermen? They are paying attention. They are listening for any cue that will help them catch the fish. They're teachable. And we need to be teachable. Fishermen learn what bait catches what fish. That bait might have, that fish may have no interest in that bait, they have interest in that bait. That's one of the reasons why our theology of outreach is based on 1 Corinthians 9.22, which the Living Bible says, Whatever person's like, I try to find common ground with them, so they will let me tell them about Jesus, so they will let Jesus save them. Whatever person's like, I try to find common ground, common interest, something that interests them. That bait interests that fish, but not that fish. Fishermen are always teachable and want to learn what to use to catch the fish. And then commercial fishermen work together as a team. They work together as a team. And the work requires cooperation. And so it's important for us to be part of a church that is evangelistic, where the believers are working together as a team to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with our community. And then fishing demands faith and alertness. Because you can't see the fish. You have to have, by faith, I know the fish are down here. And then alertness for the cues when the fish are there and when they're ready to eat. And we, as fishers of men, have to have faith that Jesus Christ, the God's Holy Spirit is at work in that person. And then we have to pay attention to the Subtle little indications that now is the time to share the gospel and so forth. He has called all believers to be fishers of men. As Matthew wraps up the gospel with the Great Commission, we are reminded that that Great Commission to go and make disciples was not limited to the original disciples, was not limited to the original apostles. It applies to us also. We, each one of us as believers, is called to be a fisher of men. How do we do that? How do we do that? Listen to the words of Jesus. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Amen. Jesus, we're so thankful for your word. And that you've given us a purpose in life. And Lord, as we're getting ready for this celebration this afternoon, our real prayer, our our real passion is that somebody's going to come that hears the gospel and you're at work. And thank you, Lord, for this church family, this team of fishermen that all through the year are looking for opportunities to introduce people to you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. God bless you. Thank you.
0: If you're looking for a church where you can serve, where you can, well, to use that analogy, be like a fisherman, then I encourage you to check out Church of the Highlands, a Christ-centered Bible teaching church, a community where your entire family can grow in Christ. All the details are on their website at highlands.us. That's Highlands. Dot .us and you can join us as a financial partner if you'd like to help keep this broadcast on the air. You can give safely when you go to that website. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you as always for joining us. Come back on Tuesday when we'll open the word of God once again and study verse by verse.